What is going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of How to Build a Business with Chandler Lyles. Uh, today, we're learning how to build a barbecue trailer business. And we're going to learn a lot more than that because Kenneth has been doing a lot of stuff all over the internet, now all over North Texas. The man just barbecues like it's going out of style. Uh, you know, barbecue has a special place in my heart. I owned a barbecue restaurant for six years. And the cool thing about that, such a tight-knit community, you meet so many people uh, and Kenneth is one of those guys. We've developed a friendship over the last couple of years. The first thing we ever did together was this stupid uh, cook-off thing where I like I ran around the mall food court we were in making a sandwich, and then he just made this really great homemade barbecue thing. A yep. uh, little background on Kenneth. Kenneth started a YouTube channel called What's New Barbecue, and there he's made over 240 videos, and he's got over 800,000 total views, which is nuts to start from zero and get that high. Uh, he took his passion for barbecue and he moved it over to Facebook too. And he started the North Texas Barbecue Addicts Facebook group, which is now honestly one of the fastest growing barbecue communities on the internet with over 100,000 members. Uh, and then finally, he's taken all of that passion for barbecue and the man has opened his own trailer. Kenneth, welcome to the show. Dude, do you ever sleep? Like, what do you do with like, gah? Man, man, you know, you know, with barbecue, there's little time for sleep. So uh, you might as well find as much that you can do with that time that you're awake. So, you know, I, I'm just trying to be known in every angle of barbecue, bro. I think you're succeeding slowly, but surely. I know it's a <laughs> grind, but doggone, man, you're getting after it in a in a powerful way. So I got to know, well, man, uh, how how did you get into barbecue? Like, how do you do that? Well, honestly, uh, it goes back to, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later, but the addicts portion of North Texas barbecue addicts, like you mentioned, um, I used to be a dipper and I used to be a smoker and I would have friends over and I, I just needed to keep my hands busy. So um, I bought I bought a cheap grill and I started burning some hamburgers and hot dogs and let everybody else, you know, do what they were doing. And it kept me busy and kept me happy. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. And then at one point in time, my dad bought me a smoker, just like a, you know, the char grill or acorn. And that's when I really just had like a, a fire lit up underneath, uh, underneath me that, uh, you know, barbecue was real at that point. Mm. It wasn't just grilling at that point. It was actually trying to perfect something. Mm. How long ago was that, that you got it, your first smoker? Um, it's been about 11 years now. It's been about 11 okay. years since I've, uh, started, started barbecue and, what, and whatnot. Um, you know. For other people and actually selling it, probably about five years. So you started the grilling thing out of a, like you're basically trying to get out of the habit of smoking and dipping. Is that, is that right? Like you keep him busy right. with everything? Yeah, I needed to keep my mind busy. You know, I still had friends over that. Uh, I mean, obviously when, just like anything else, you hang out with people, um, you know, people are still smoking cigarettes, they're still dipping. And mm -hmm. it's hard to quit that stuff unless you stay busy doing something different. So I kind of found something that made you want to quit that. Um, honestly, you know, I, I've seen cancer uh, happen, um, you know, prevalently throughout my family, other families. Mm. And, uh, I mean, I was already um, not really wanting to still dip or any of that, but I was kind of hooked. So I kind of had to find something where it was just going to keep me, um, you know, busy. And, and mm. it, it definitely does. Uh, I, I could yeah. say I'm definitely busy right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say so. So when did you, what, what made you put your first video up on YouTube on the what's, what's new barbecue channel? Honestly, I had, uh, you know, started North Texas barbecue addicts in, uh, 2016. 
And I was already, you know, posting pictures. I was already posting comments and, uh, you know, just posting general about what I was doing. And I think just like anybody else, if they watch YouTube, I was watching T-Roy Cooks, um, you know, and and I, I used to be a mortgage at that point in time. And I remember commenting on one of his videos and he actually replied back. And I was like, hold on, this dude, this dude's actually a normal guy, you know, which means he's just barbecuing. He's recording what he's doing. Um, and so why can't I do that also? Um, mm -hmm. so basically I just started recording stuff and I was like, Hey, you know, if this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but if it does, you know, it, it'll just be a little bit, again, another angle of barbecue that I can kind of be considered in. So your big thing was like, I just love barbecue so much. I can't help, but be in the space. And so I, it was never about monetization for you for getting onto YouTube. Yeah. You were just like, I just want to do it and, and grow the barbecue community. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, people kind of me and me and baby back, me and baby back maniac, we kind of joke about it right now. Um, I still have yet to, uh, receive a payment from YouTube because I've never confirmed my monetization, even though I was monetized about three years ago. Um, I've never confirmed it. So I've never received a payment from YouTube. Um, you know, and it, it, it is what it is. It's all awesome that, uh, you know, YouTube wants to monetize the channel. Um, okay. that's cool. And, uh, at some point in time, I might be able to go ahead and confirm that information, but right now I can't, I don't, I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's just a nice little account there on your YouTube bank account. It's just collecting and, and hopefully it doesn't have like a, a go away date. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Either either I'll have a nice little account or YouTube will be mad and they'll, they'll be done with me one way or the other. So what made you go and, and start the Facebook group? Because like I'm in social media marketing now. Uh, we have a whole team of people that manage Facebook groups and commenting and moderating and all the things. And that is a full-time freaking job if you're going to do a Facebook group right. And you've got a monster on your hands now. Like what made you go <laughs> sign up for that? Is it just furthering the barbecue cause again and like why'd you let it get so big then <laughs> honestly um i was a part of a facebook group and it was in east texas and uh you know i was seeing all these trolls and things like that and i was i was hearing all the hate and i was like you know i don't i don't really care what these people think they're not even close to anywhere by me where i live you know like i, I want mm -hmm. something where if i post it there's positive um, positive responses and positive atmosphere. And so I started looking for something in North Texas and, um, I couldn't find any North Texas barbecue group. You know, mm -hmm. I found an East Texas barbecue group, but I didn't find a North Texas one. So, uh, you know, automatically at that point in time, I was like, Hey, I need to go ahead and start this. You know, I need to, need to go ahead and, uh, figure out starting out a group. And, uh, it probably started with about a hundred to 150 people. And at that point, you know, we thought, man, we've got something special, you know, 150 people that love barbecue. Um, but as of today's date, we're almost to 109,000 uh, North Texas barbecue addict members. So um, in the last year, we've grown 50,000 members. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine that really happened, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Congratulations. Uh, it, it, this whole story is kind of reminding me of that. I think it's Kevin Costner movie for, for the love of the game where he's just like, he's, <laughs> he just, he can't help but play baseball. He just plays baseball everywhere yeah. with everyone all the time. And it's like for the love of the barbecue or the smoker or the fire or something is like, yeah, I mean, it's your life. Honestly, motto, man. honestly, I mean, if, uh, if anybody ever threatens me with a good time, I'm going to go over there and barbecue. So you know, it's, I'm, I'm good with that. Hey, the next time you're in Tennessee, man, let me know. Uh, so hey. I got a, 
I got a question now. Like, so, so that is barbecue is an expensive hobby. Like nobody thinks about that when they're getting into it. The equipment is expensive. Uh, unless you're building cinder block pits, which I mean, it's fine, but it can still get expensive. Like the meat is expensive. And unless a bunch of people are coming over to pay and who really wants to have a party where like you're charging people, like it's expensive yeah. to be the host and the smoker and the pit master and time is expensive. But like, so, we, so, so you're full time now, but when you first started, what were you doing? Um, honestly, uh, beforehand, before I went full time barbecue and, uh, you know, uh, brand ambassadors and things like that. Um, I was in mortgage for eight years. So, um, I did, uh, I started out in mortgage with modification reviews, um, working for bank of America and I worked in the complaint resolution department, the bankruptcy review department, mm. and then I became an escrow officer towards the last two years of, uh, doing mortgage work. So. Um, you know, eight years to do a mortgage and steady grinding away at barbecue in between. Um, you know, at some point in time, they met each other and uh, they, they got me where I'm at right now. So, you know, That's it's awesome. uh, hard to believe where I am, but, you know, I'm, I'm completely blessed to, uh, to to be where I'm at. Yeah, uh, I smirked a little bit when you said Bank of America, like you handled some complaints because I'm sure Bank of America had a few complaints. <laughs> That's got to be hard, <laughs> I- man. Hey, if they've got a whole department for it, you know, with about 150 people, you better believe they got some complaints. <laughs> mm, yeah. So I'd imagine like you, you, you're, you probably like that job, you know, you don't love it, but you respect that job because it's putting food on the table for the family. You got a family and you, right. you kind of have this dream building over here on the side. What was it like going to work every day while you had this other thing that you knew you wanted to be doing full time? Like, were you dreaming during the day? Were you brainstorming ideas? Were you taking every break to like work on it? Like, what was that like? Well, honestly, you know, uh, I learned something uh, at a young age, you know, uh, in, in college, I say young age, around 19 years old. Um, you know, I, I just like everybody else at some point in time, I ran out of gas. I came to my mom. I was like, hey, you know, I need some gas money so I can get to work. And, uh, you know, my mom was like, wait, you mean you don't have gas to get to work? And, um, so I, I had to be real and I was like, no, I don't. And she was like, well, if you don't have gas money to get to work, how do you pay for the other things you want to do? So, um, you know, I, I learned that at some point in time, um, you know, you got to focus on what's provided for you. Um, and you actually have to, uh, add on anything else that you want to do aside from that. Um, afterwards, you know, you got to focus, uh, on what's provided for you. So at minimum, um, you don't lose that, but you, you keep gaining what you're, what you're focusing on at the same time afterwards. Yeah. So you, you're getting ready to do this thing and you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make some money with this barbecue thing. I'd like to try to make it full time. Like, how did you get your first sale? Did you sell barbecue first? Were you doing brand deals first? What did you do? You know, honestly, our very first gig, um, I used to work at Sherwin Williams when I was in college. Our very first gig was, uh, it was actually several years after I worked there, probably about eight or nine years afterwards. Um, you know, he, he had a wedding coming up and I'd never catered, but I'd been barbecuing. And so he asked me if I would cater for him. And to this day, he probably got the best deal ever for a wedding catering job ever. Um, barbecue wise, you know, it was like 60 or 70 people. And, you know, I think I, I charged, you know, like 400 bucks. You know what I mean? I was oh, just wow. like, hey, are you, are you really wanting to pay me to barbecue? You know, like, I, I'll do that. You know, and so that was, you know, it was just like icing on the cake, though, for for me, mm-hmm. for me to be able to get my feet wet in a situation like that and feed a group of people where they have the ability to either tell me it's good or it's bad. You know, yeah. so it, it was a win-win. 
Yeah, I think it's so funny that like when people are trying to like I get asked all the time, how do I start a business? Like, how do I? I, I got this thing I love to do. Like, I've had conversations with people that were like, oh, I want to do uh, physical training coaching, or I want to do um, like I had this guy meet me one time. He was a cable man, and he comes into my house to set up Spectrum or something. And he's like, he found out I owned a barbecue restaurant at the time. He's like, oh man, I I love to make sandwiches. I always I've always wanted to do it. Da 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 da. da. And he starts telling me about this like family lineage of sandwiches and like honestly the way he's talking about it makes me want a sandwich and then I asked him I said I said how many sandwiches have you sold and he goes zero I'm like yeah you just told me your dream is to be in sandwiches like how are you not doing this like every weekend you're just making sandwiches all the time how is your not part-time job after spectrum not at the sandwich shop somewhere else so you're learning the business like I'm like, if you don't call your network and just be like, hey, you guys know I love sandwiches. You know I can make sandwiches. Would you be willing to pay me for a sandwich? If you can't get the people that know, like, and trust you to pay you for the thing you think you're good at doing, you have a very long road to hope to, like, <laughs> yeah. to get into business. Like, and yeah. that guy's, and, that, and he ended up, like, I challenged him. I was like, if you can sell one other sandwich, I'll buy one of your, I'll buy the second sandwich you ever do. And he went and his, his buddy uh, bought a sandwich. Now I don't. I didn't get his number, so I didn't follow up. I don't know if he ever built this thing out. Like he ended up delivering a sandwich to my house. It was pretty good, but I, I know yeah. I don't remember seeing a food truck or anything with his name on it. So that's kind of sad. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, and uh, you know, I get just like you do, I'm sure also, but I get messaged by um, you know people that are you know either just now starting out or maybe they're at the next level and they're wanting to get their feet into possibly catering. Or even after that, they're wanting to have some kind of food trailer. And the only thing I say is just continue to have fun and remember, you know, why you started doing what you're doing and uh, just tackle it like you mean it, you know. So just, you know, it's a it's baby steps, but you also have to have goals at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Goals. That's a good one. How, you're a guy that like gets stuff done. And so I'm sure you're a guy that sets goals and like goes and gets after it. Like what is your goal setting process like? Um, you know, honestly, I, I just look towards, you know, like the next four to five months. Um, you know, most people might be, you know, gearing towards years out, years away, um, you know, three, five years. I want to tackle, you know, four to six months out. I want to be where I'm supposed to be. Um, you know, I want to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, I just don't want to be half-assing it at the same time. So I want to be able, able to be full-fledged into where I'm at. And so I, I focus four to six months out. What does that mean to me? You know, right now I've just got the food trailer. Um, that's that's an awesome adventure for me right now. But at the same time, I'm already focusing, you know, six months further out. What's next? Um, you know, what do I need to be uh, grinding away at on the back end? Yeah, I love that. It's like, what can you focus on and actually get done in the next six months? Versus right. like sometimes you'll, you'll meet some people and they're like, oh, I'm already thinking 10 years from now I'm going to have. 400 restaurant locations and it's like that might be a nice thing to think about once a year maybe that's like your long-term vision but you should not spend every day thinking about that you got to get the next six months executed before you can get to those 100 locations or whatever well it, it kind of goes back to that gas thing like i learned from my mom like if you can't if you can't establish yourself for these six months you can't even be worrying about these 10 years so yeah um you, know, you gotta you gotta build up and at some point in time you know you just hope after those six months and those six months and those six months, at some point in time, you could start focusing on two years out, but, um, it just doesn't happen that way from the get go. Yep. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, before we know what it's going to cost us to like actually go chase our dream, 
Um, we like the dreaming of the big thing way down the way because we don't have to like pay for it yet. Like we don't have to pay the price, the pain of like hard work and all the things like, like if you, if you, I don't even know, like what's a good analogy? Like if you told LeBron James how much work he was going to have to put in to be the level of basketball player he is now at 30 something when he was 12, you know, I don't think that's fun for a 12 year old to think about, but you slowly build towards that thing over time versus like, just expecting it to happen overnight. It's the whole like 10 years to be an overnight success thing. I mean, you've been doing barbecue for like almost 10 years now. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, and and like we were mentioning earlier, you know, well more than, you know, than I do in the business part of it. You had, I've followed you obviously uh, as long as we've known each other. So, um, you know, well, uh, what it takes to, to run something, you know, and I'm just getting my feet wet into it. So you could, you know, and you could imagine the level of uh, sleepless nights, um, the level of needing to provide your own energy, and uh, you know, the level of still needing to make awesome quality barbecue, where mm-hmm. people actually care about what you're doing at the same time. So um, a lot of people undertake the fact of uh, sleepless nights um, and still needing to go and turn around and make the exact same thing the next day. You know, I, I've figured out a lot of things, but haven't figured out how to make barbecue make itself yet. That's something I haven't figured out yet. So, <laughs> if you do, you'll be a very wealthy man. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> barbecue, barbecue done right is a labor of love. That's for sure. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's kind of interesting. You're talking about the struggles of like the day to day grind of the business. Would you say that's the worst thing about owning your own barbecue business, or is it something else? Well, honestly, um, I, I tell people often, you know, I don't really have much to complain about if at the end of the day we're talking about barbecue. Um, so, you know, could could I sit here and complain about, you know, only getting three hours or four hours of sleep at night when I'm barbecuing? I could do that, but I could also put myself in someone else's shoes where, again, we talked about working for somebody, um, you know, working for somebody where you're not wanting to actually put all that effort into to what you're doing so at the same time i don't have any complaints you know three to four hours a night of sleep um doing what i love to do um is it rough yeah but man no i'm not i'm, I'm a happy camper mm. so on the other side of that coin what's the best thing so far about owning your own barbecue business getting to see people man getting to uh meet people that have been following uh, wanting to taste my barbecue for all these times where i've had you know, 50 hour a week jobs. And I was just barbecuing to make videos and I wasn't getting to share it with people. Um, getting to have all these people actually, uh, come by and say, Hey man, I've been following you for two, three years, you know, been, been loving what you do. And now I'm here to taste your barbecue. So, um, that's, that's been, uh, one of the most awesome things, um, out of the whole, uh, whole, whole situation. Mm. Do you have like a crazy story of somebody that drove from some ridiculous amount of way to come eat your stuff? Um, you know, like, what's the craziest uh, thing that's happened so far on the trailer, like customer service wise? I'd love to know, man. Honestly, you know, we've been going, this will be our eighth week. Um, I, I sent you a picture of the, when we first got our trailer, um, we've had people, you know, it's not crazy far, but we've had people drive an hour away, um, you know, just Still. to try our stuff. And, and as a yeah. food trailer, you know, that's a, that's an awesome thing. Um, you know, it, it kind of counts, but it doesn't at the same time. We've had people come from Seattle. But they were my uh, business partner's uh, family, so they drove an RV all the way from Seattle, um, literally just to try our barbecue. 
Um, you know, they, like I said, they're related to my, my business partner, but they also literally drove from Seattle to Texas just to have our barbecue. Um, I'm not related to them. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, I, I got another question I want to ask, but now I want to ask a follow-up question to that because I didn't know you had a business partner, which is which is fascinating to me because I also had business partners. I just happened to be related to them. They were my mom and dad. So whole right. other area of drama for that. What's it been like, both good and bad, having a business partner? Because people ask me about that all the time. Like, should I do this by myself or should I have a business partner? And I think both options are fantastic, but it's right. all about you and the relationship and all the other things. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, honestly, I've got, uh, I have three business partners and, and we're, we're all kind of in the same realm of the umbrella. Like, you know, all three of us are kind of one, um, you know, uh, my first business partner is my, uh, competition teammate, Justin Belter. Um, I've been I actually worked with him at bank of America. So I, I've been knowing him for about eight to nine years now. And we've been competing. We've been doing, you know, the, he was the person that I did the first catering gig with that I told you about. Um, so if we ever do caterings or pop-ups throughout these years or, or competitions, that's my teammate. And, uh, that's, that's the first, um, you know, investor that's involved here. And then, and then just recently, um, I, I also coach youth baseball and basketball for my son's team. And, um, I had a couple parents that reached out and said that they were willing to, you know, invest some money in uh, letting me go to the next level. Um, so, uh, they're actually the way that I was able to get the food trailer. Um, and, and all that and, and everything. So, um, in that instance, you know, it's awesome. Um, you know, for the next, the last two that investors that got involved, uh, they don't necessarily barbecue a lot, but they're learning the, the ropes and, um, they're just looking for something to be able to step away from their normal, you know, nine to five job and, and potentially, uh, make something big. So, um, honestly, it's the best, best team that I could ever think to be a part of. How do you feel? when all those people put up their hard earned money to buy into the dream you've got? Man, to be honest with you, uh, the first time, uh, you know, Lars, that's, uh, that's the person, uh, him and his wife, Marina, um, they're, they're the ones that invested the money into the food trailer and everything. Um, when, when they, when I wrote the first check, you know, um, it, it kind of made me want to, obviously tear up you know what i mean it's a it's a it's a moment um where you realize all that time spent and all that effort you know is like uh it's really appreciated and somebody else sees it so um when, whenever they did that it literally just lit another fire under me that that wasn't even there yet mm, yeah it's time to go get it money's on the line yeah now, right 100%, yeah so north texas for people that don't know that's dallas right and like adjacent basically uh, yeah, Dallas, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth type area. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was in Dallas last week, and the one thing I noticed uh, beyond we just worked our faces off the whole time was that there's tons of barbecue restaurants everywhere from like your chains, like Dickies, to like, I mean, God help yeah. Dickies, but like from them <laughs> to like, you know, there's some good places downtown, like the Pecan Lodge was a place, uh, uh, Terry Black's or something like that was another place Terry we Black's. saw. Yeah, we got to try them. They were great. And like it was all really, really good, high quality stuff. How how do you handle breaking into a market that is already so filled with fantastic options of barbecue? Well, you know, it's uh for me again, it's not about necessarily competing. Um, you know, somebody 
I don't even remember who it was, but you know, uh, McDonald's and Burger King sit across the street from each other and they both got the opportunity to succeed. So, um, you know, there's, there's lots of, uh, barbecue, like you said, but, um, you know, honestly to be, able, you, you've seen my journey a little bit, uh, to be able to build my way up and be able to, uh, see what's going on over here and to be able to see what's going on over there. And, um, you know, be able to actually taste all these different flavor profiles where when people are sending me samples of things, um, you know, it, it really just allows me to, to realize what's working and to realize maybe what I need to do different or what I'm doing right at the same time. Um, so it, it allows me to really be able to, you know, just do something with what I love. So, you know, the yeah. food trailer, is you know, it's not my main end all be all. But for people to, you know, come by and taste it and, and, and tell me that they love it. I had somebody the other day, they said that my ribs were just as good as Terry Black's in Austin, Texas. And I've never been there, but for someone to tell me that, they, they told me they were there the weekend before. They were like, no pressure, you know, we were at Terry Black's last weekend. And, you know, I told them I don't feel any pressure, you know, uh, I, I barbecue on the regular. So mm. um, they, they tried the ribs and they said that they stacked up with Terry Black. So. Um, for, for someone to tell me that, you know, again, that just lights the fire under me. Um, do I, do I compare myself to anybody, anybody out there? I don't at all, but for someone to be happy with what they had over here and happy with what they have over here, um, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I always looked at it like a, uh, like a rising tide lifts all boats kind of situation, right? It, it, for me, it was like, we just wanted the barbecue culture where we were in Lexington to get bigger. You know, that was one of the problems we had is that there wasn't a big enough barbecue culture in Lexington. And I think, I think places like Memphis or Dallas or Austin or uh, Kansas city, like where there's a barbecue joint on every corner and it's so popular as a food. I mean, it's as popular as eating hamburgers anywhere else in America. Uh, that's the thing we always rooted for. So we tried to build a community and like become friends and like, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not friendly rivals. It's not friendly competitors. Cause I, I'm like you, we never felt like we were competing ever. Um, but I, I did want to win like one step above whatever that means, uh, them. Like yeah. I wanted them to win too. Yeah. I just wanted to win like one inch slightly ahead, yeah. you know? Well, and, and, you know, it's like food in general brings people together. So, you know, um, if, if me yeah. and you were right across the street from each other, you know, I'd want you to do good and you'd want me to do good. But, at the end of the day, you know, you've got that edge, you know, if you, if you've got any, any type of competitive drive in you in general, um, mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't mean that you want someone to do bad. You know, when someone comes up to, to our uh, food trailer and tells us about, you know, somebody that's maybe 15, 20 minutes down the road and they're like, you know, your barbecue is way better. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm real quick to let them know, you know, barbecue is not easy at all. So, uh, you know, I understand if they were to have a bad day, but I appreciate you saying that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At the same time, you know, I understand what it means to uh, do what happens with barbecue. So you got to stay up all night. You got to do this. You got to serve. And then you got to turn around and do it again. I understand if someone had a bad day. Um, but at the same time, I appreciate you for picking me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I condolences to my competitor, uh, to the other guy. I He probably yeah. just had a bad day. I hope I don't have one today either. Yeah, what, exactly. What I might have one. I might have one next week, and you'll be over there telling them about me. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Uh, yeah. What is what is a day in the life like for you? Like you're you're 
you're a very small team. It's like you full time, and then you got like two or three other people, your business partners coming in and out. But like you're the guy full time. So like, wh- what is a day or a couple days in the life look like for you? Well, my main uh, my main job is uh, social media brand ambassador um, for for barbecue. Um, so you know, Six Brothers Beef is the uh, the main meat sponsor of North Texas Barbecue Addicts. Um, so they they actually pay me the bulk of what I what I make. Um, you know, I do commercials and advertisements for them. I do videos on YouTube, um, things where they're able to utilize them for ads. Um, so, you know, three to four days a week, I'm working on videos. I'm working on editing, uh, working on ideas to uh, to brand um, different things better. Um, right now, uh, we're about to do a Texas barbecue battle on June 12th, where I've picked, you know, eight of the best contestants out of 300 people that I deem fit. Um, you know, it was brisket and uh, burgers, and we had people post their best brisket pictures, their best burger pictures, and that's how we picked them. So we picked eight of the best contestants out of those 300. Um, and so, you know, I'm doing things like that, hosting barbecue uh, competitions, I'm looking to always level up and be in some realm of things where people haven't even considered to be in yet. So uh, just just trying to always uh you know stay stay lit up like we talked about yeah that's cool uh busy man like we said doing all the things <laughs> all the time uh so my next question is what do you think i mean you've you've built a pretty successful thing from nothing on the side and now full time like you you're living the american entrepreneurial dream at this point like i know you've got big dreams and you got places you still want to go but like at least you're in the game you know what i'm saying what do you think the biggest key to that success is? Like, like, what do you think that one superpower you have that maybe other people have, but like you definitely got it that helped you get to where you're at right now? You know, you just have to celebrate successes, um, no matter how big or small they are. Um, you got to celebrate them. You got to acknowledge them and um, realize what it took to get to there and realize what the next step is from there. Um, you know, if, if, if uh, you know, getting 250 followers is your dream, um, realize what it takes to get 600 after that. Um, and, you know, be willing to do that. You know, don't don't get to 250 and say, I'm cool with 250. Get to 600 and, and keep going from there. Yeah. What um, what what advice do you wish you had before you started all of this? Like, what have you learned that you wish you knew from day one that would have made your life a lot easier? Honestly, you know, I, I still learn every day. Um, I, I honestly just uh, I, I focus on things that I think is important. And I, I hope that people view it as important because that's what I put out. Um, but honestly, just staying true to yourself, um, being happy. Um, doing what you're doing. And, um, you know, if you're not interested in actually, say, putting out a video uh, because you don't feel like doing it that day, you know, listen to yourself. Don't put out a video. Figure out some other way that you can put your energy differently um, to still focus on what it is that you got to accomplish. So, um, you know, don't get caught up in the only objective is to do this. You know, what else, what other angle can I be a part of that could possibly still get me to where I need to be. Yeah. Flexibility, perseverance. Those are good. What I had, I totally blanked on what I was going to ask you. <laughs> this is what we do for doing this late at night. <laughs> it uh, happens. Yeah, it was good too, man. It was, it was probably gonna be the best question of the interview. If I'm being honest, I should have had a monster energy 
energy drink. We need a brand to deal with Monster. Monster call us. Uh, what do you? What What is the thing that like? Okay, I remember what it was now. Uh, so being an entrepreneur, you're constantly learning. Like most entrepreneurs are sort of like self-taught people. They're just very, very passionate about the thing that their business does. And so they're constantly, constantly, constantly learning. Uh, what is the thing you're learning right now? It doesn't necessarily have to be about barbecue. It could be about like, I don't know, maybe you're learning QuickBooks for the first time in your life. Like what is the thing you're really struggling and like fighting to learn right now? Honestly, I mean, coming from a uh, perspective of working 40 to 50 hours a week and, uh, you know, having that structure of, hey, I'm clocking in at eight and I'm clocking out at four or five, um, you know, learning the fact that I don't clock in and I don't clock out doesn't mean, you know, that I'm I'm ever done, you know. So if I I wake up, my mind's already going, um, you need to focus on what your mind's going on, even if that means it's 10 o'clock at night. 12 o'clock at night, two in the afternoon, um, whatever time it is, um, you don't ever clock out, honestly. Um, so when people think, you know, Hey man, he's made it, you know, he's got his dream, you know, he's sitting back just relaxing, things are happening mm-hmm. for him. Um, don't listen to that. Just don't get caught up in the comfortability of it. Um, and, uh, and steady, steady, keep going towards what you're fighting for. Yeah. Keep pushing, keep trying to improve. Yeah. Last question, man. And uh, you, you may not have an answer for this one. This one's kind of a wild wild card. I, I'm always trying to find new people to learn from. So either give me your favorite book, YouTube channel, or podcast to learn business-specific principles from or tactics or whatever. Business-specific? I mean, Gary Vee is a good go-to. You know, Gary Vee, um, you know, sometimes you can watch some things and he's redundant in some of the things he says, but at the same time, he is redundant in those things because that's what he believes in. So mm-hmm. if you can take away anything from him, regardless of his platform or his size, um, he says multiple times what he believes in, and he doesn't ever stop um, kind of attacking what that is that he believes in. So if you want to be a barbecue channel, you can be a barbecue channel. If you want to be an outdoor wildlife channel or, or blogger, you can do that um, if you've got the energy to put it towards it. Yeah. Gary's a great example. Uh, I love that guy. I've read all his books. You know, I basically like Gary Vaynerchuk and Seth Godin uh, and a few other people are are pretty much how I got my marketing degree. I don't have an actual marketing degree. That's that's the people I listen to to be self-taught by. Uh, and I think you said something interesting there. Like, I think it's it, uh, too many people in today's internet world like want to be good at too many things. Like we want to be known yeah. for too many things. And it's like, no, just be known for like one thing, one thing really, really well that you know works, that you really believe in, you're really passionate about, and like just hammer that thing home until you get where you want to go with it. Don't, um, I, I, I think I, if I could give you some unsolicited entrepreneurial advice, the only thing I would tell you is that uh, we as entrepreneurs have never met an opportunity we didn't like to explore at least. And we probably will say yes to it because we really like shiny object syndrome. Like we just like new stuff. Like if it's broken and it's crazy and it might be fun and exciting, like we're going to go chase the thing. Um, and if there's some mystery about it, you know, um, and it's, 
uh, remotely relevant to what I'm doing. I'm involved. <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, you're telling me your life and your day and all the things, man. I'm just, I think what I'm feeling is like some uh, nostalgia and reminiscing on my time in the business. I, I, I'm no longer in the game, so I crashed. I'm out. So the only thing I would tell you is, uh, uh, do the Gary V model of, you know, you're in the barbecue lane. If you start doing like, I don't even know, uh, all of a sudden you're doing. Speed paint. I'm not going to be. I'm going to be worried about you anytime soon. I won't be a baker anytime soon. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. You're on the right path, then, man. I can't <laughs> wait to see where you go. Well, Kenneth, uh, we're going to link all your stuff in the show notes and in the description down below. I, man, I freaking appreciate you coming on this late at night. This is awesome. Hey, man, I appreciate you for having me on. And um, as always, I enjoy everything that you put out, dude. I look forward to all the stuff that you're going to do. Um, you know, I know what it means to be busy as a family man and still be able to, you know, fight and uh, go towards that that dream and goal that you have. You've got lots of good stuff going, so I appreciate you having me on, bro. Yeah, man, as always. Thank you guys for listening. We'll check you out next time.